Let's get down, let's get down to business Give you one more night, one more night to get this We've had a million, million nights just like this Welcome to episode 6 of Podcats It's myself, Mr. Burgess And I'm joined here by Mr. Franz as usual And then also Sophie Benitez And state champion, Corinna Thomas Good to see you girls again You too, you too Welcome back How's it feel? It feels great. Feels yeah. great, yeah. Feels great to be back or feels great to be a state champion? Both, both, honestly, yes. yeah. For me, so it we'll, just feels great to be back. We'll be talking to Mr. <laughs> Budzinski later on here to hear more about that, but that's exciting. Congratulations. Yeah. thanks. So uh, let's get us started off like usual with the weekly recap. Not as much with postseason going on, but let's quickly go through that and then talk about what we have coming up. All right, so the Normal West football team defeated Danville 21-0 in the first round of the IHSA playoffs. So this weekend they will take on East St. Louis at home at 1 p.m. on Saturday. So you guys all should be there. Yep. It was a good game on Saturday. I was there, obviously, helping out. And, um, yeah, we looked well. I think it was our seventh shutout of the season, which is crazy. So, I mean, statistically, I mean, probably not even close. It's probably the best defense that Normal West has ever had. Um, But they will be big-time challenged this week as we play uh, one of the top-ranked teams in the nation. East St. Louis University, I believe. That's what I'm (laughs) calling them uh, because they probably could beat some D3 schools. Yeah, they have 10-plus Division I players on their team. So it's going to be... A major challenge, but yeah, I, I think our guys are up to it. Team has offers, yes. so mm-hmm. that's yep. pretty intense. And it's supposed to be a beautiful day on Saturday. Uh, mm-hmm. Twenty to thirty mile per hour winds and thunderstorms on Saturday afternoon. So Perfect. don't let that deter you from Ooh. going out and watching the Wildcats. The great equalizer. Like yep. another round of the homecoming game. A yep. bit worse. <laughs> oh, worse. Yeah. So. Well, another thing that happened is the Normal West Volleyball team won the regional championship by defeating Champaign Central, and they won their first game in sectionals by defeating Rochester. Mm-hmm. And by the time you're listening to this, hopefully they will have beaten U-High and yes. gone on mm-hmm. to the super sectionals, which will be on Friday. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And then also Normal West girls finished first in sectionals and the boys finished fifth. And they're both advancing to state this weekend. So congrats to you all. Yep. Which is perfect since part mm-hmm. of this podcast is interviewing a couple of the cross-country mm-hmm. uh, team team members. So uh, pretty timely, awesome accomplishment for both of them. Yeah. Yes. Best of luck to them this weekend. Um, upcoming events is that winter sports tryouts are coming up next week. So if you're interested and unsure what to do, you can contact the coach of the activity that you're interested in. Yep. That's uh that's weird to say that already that winter yeah. Yeah. sports Feels are coming like up. It kind of flew by a little, of year, a little fast. Always does. Mm-hmm. So that does it again as usual. If you want us to give you a shout out or you want us to promote whatever you have going on, please fill out the Google form and we'll be sure to do that yeah. for you. Or even email us. I mean there's we know there's some cool things happening around this building and even outside of our building, are some of our students or faculty members or alumni or whatever are doing some cool things, we would love to hear about it and spotlight it on yep. our podcasts. Yep. podcast. We're now going to head to our interview with Coach Mueller and then uh, Mr. Budzinski to talk about his state championship or 
bands state championship. Yeah. And his. then we'll finish he, up. He's going to take that full he helped honor. Us accomplish. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. And then we'll finish up with our Disney character draft. All right, we now welcome on two very special guests here. It is Coach Mueller, the head coach of the regional champion, Normal West Wildcat volleyball team. And she's also here joined by Natalie Ninny, who's a member of the volleyball team. So let's start off with this. Congratulations on the big win. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. I was there. It was very fun to watch. So, um, I guess my first question that I wanted to kind of start off with was last year, you guys make an awesome run. You ended up getting third in state. Um, and I think from an outsider's perspective, you know, a lot of, a lot of people are like, Oh, well they lost one of the best, maybe the best volleyball player in normal West history. Mm-hmm. What was like your adjustment or your expectations coming into this year? Was that a big, like, shift in your mindset as a coach so talk a little bit about that yeah I wasn't really sure how um how that was gonna play out um but it was really um exciting over the summer just to kind of see how the girls kind of came together and the effort that they were putting in and um kind of seeing people fill in different roles um so it ended up being you know you're unsure a little bit but then by the first day of tryouts we were I was really looking forward to to coaching this group and was knew, knew what we were capable of um, mm-hmm. after um, all of that stuff. So um, I think last year, you know, really proud of that group and, and what we did. Um, I think having a big player like Avery um, is is a great thing. She was a great a great player, um, but we also had a lot of other really great players. You don't do that with just mm-hmm. one. So um, I was just really excited to um, see other players get to have the chance to like shine and and play their role um and it's been really good to see everybody sort of take that opportunity and and run with it so so yeah Mm -hmm. and natalie this is your first year on varsity is that correct yeah basically yeah how much of an adjustment was that coming to this year um it was okay i mean i played outside my first two years Mm -hmm. and then this year i learned a new position Mm -hmm. which is like you use the same fundamentals but it's just a lot different where you are on the court Mm-hmm. I always used to think middles are always like in the way, but now that I am a middle, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm in the way and I'm, there's like nowhere to go. Okay. And can you, for a, a novice volleyball, what a, what's a middle compared to an outside? Um, outside? So outside, I don't really know how to explain it. I guess outside they're on the, on the left pin. corner. On the outside. Yeah. The <laughs> pin of the court and then middle, you're just like in the middle of okay. the front row. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. So, yeah. All right. Constantly going back and forth. Like, okay. Um, like running both sides and then have to transition. They're also the first person that has to be up to attack. So mm-hmm. it's a tough, it's a tough uh, position, but Natalie's done a really good job of adjusting. So awesome. yeah. Thanks. Great. Well, why don't you, usually we start off with like introductions, mm-hmm. right? We just introduce your name, but we didn't really get a lot of background. So yeah. coach Mueller, uh, will you want to tell us a little bit about your background in volleyball, whether you played, I'm guessing you played mm-hmm. in high school and mm-hmm. did you play in college and how yeah. long have you been coaching at West? Yeah, so, man, okay, I'll try and make this fast. But um, obviously played um, volleyball in high school. I also did um, a little bit of uh, basketball as well. 
Um, Where'd you go to high school? I went to Caneland High School. Okay. It's up in Maple, Maple Park. Park. Yeah. Yep. Um, Home of uh, Dan Sheldon, maybe, or maybe PJ Fleck. PJ Fleck, PJ for sure. Fleck. Minnesota. Yep. Is he still coaching at Minnesota? He's coaching football? in Minnesota, yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don Beebe, for anybody, other yes. football. Oh, yeah. You know, Wider he was there. Buffalo yep. Bills. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. So also Kelsey. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> no. Um, so for, went to Caneland. Um, I played there and then played a little bit of club. Um, and then I played um, my freshman year of college at Western Illinois University. Um, was a walk-on there um, and didn't really have the best experience. So then I ended up transferring um, to Kishwaukee Community College. Um, and that was a really great experience. It was kind of rough transitioning from not being so having a good experience. And then, um, but I was able to learn so much from from doing that. Um, had a great coach at Kish and we ended up winning a national championship there. Nice. Awesome. Um, we were like 50 and three. It was so much fun. Um, just amazing season. So at, at that point, I was ready to uh, get into coaching. I knew I wanted to be a coach. So started coaching like a sophomore team up at Caneland, coached them club um, up there for a few years and then got the job down here and started coaching here in 2012. So it's been my, my 10th year of yeah. coaching here. Um, yeah, so that's the cliff notes. <laughs> did, did you get the job as a teacher and head coach? So teacher first, and then um, I was an assistant coach, like just like a volunteer assistant. They already had had kind of their staff, but there was kind of a rotating coaching staff. So um, it was just some different, like a different coach kind of like the past couple of years before me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, it was a Schedule B person, and then that job ended up getting posted and I had always known that I wanted to be mm-hmm. a head coach, so I was like, I'm going to apply for it. I felt kind of bad. Seize but the opportunity. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was like one of those things, like, I'm not trying to whatever, but if it's going to be posted, I would want to interview for it at the very minimum. And mm-hmm. then Was it a non-teacher that mm-hmm. was, yeah, and that yeah. you should not feel guilty about that. Yeah, yeah. I just always I do. I think there's but... huge benefits to having a coach who's in the building okay. and yeah. is able to see the kids on a regular basis. And, yeah, we, we've had some coaches in the past, not that they've been bad coaches, mm-hmm. but it's a little more of a struggle mm-hmm. with those day-to-day things and team chemistry and yeah. all those other things. So Definitely, yeah. But now, something else I wanted to bring up is you are like the ultimate volleyball family. Yeah. So you want to talk about you and your husband? And kind <laughs> I of don't that. know if I would say ultimate volleyball <laughs> family, but yeah. So my husband coaches. Um, he coaches while well. we met coaching uh, club volleyball back up north, and then I got the job down here, and then he's coached at DMAC. Um, he coached junior high and high school there and then most recently got the job at Illinois Wesleyan for the men's volleyball. So that's been such a blessing. Um, he's done such a great job with that program, starting it from, you know, literally from scratch and during COVID um, too, right? Yeah. During COVID had to get, he got 12 guys somehow to come to the school that has not had a program before. It's not in the area. So it's not like he's getting, you know, Bloomington normal Mm -hmm. kids. Um, and has really, they've, they've done a good job of, you know, he's got like 20 guys now and it's just such a great team and. Um, it's nice to have, you know, have him at, at home to, you know, we obviously talk about, you know, different things. We respect each other's opinions and mm-hmm. kind of all that. So awesome. How about you, Natalie? What's your background in volleyball? Um, I played when I was younger, obviously elementary school. I don't really know what age I started. And then I went to Kingsley Junior High and I played all three years there. And then I came to West. So. Uh, club volleyball? I have not played club. I do wow. travel softball, so it should be multi-sport. Yeah, yeah. Is, yeah the um, seasons would just not a rarity necessarily, but uh, just yeah. club volleyball seemed and mm-hmm. soft travel softball mm-hmm. just seem to be sports at which you are year-round mm-hmm. playing. So yeah, um, that's cool. Does yeah. that make it difficult? Like, because I know a lot of probably the girls that you play with or play against, I know 
do an Illini Elite is probably the most common one in town, right? Does that create some sort of a challenge for you at all? You know, since the other girls play, do you feel a little bit behind ever when you come in because they've been playing year-round, or um, how does that? Only at, like, the beginning of the season, I feel like, because I, I take a big break off between seasons. But then when I come back, I usually get back into it pretty quick, and then pra- I pick it up, I guess, mm-hmm. faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. She does a really good job. I think it speaks to her, you know, work ethic and just athleticism to be able to come mm-hmm. in plus this year like literally with a brand new position mm-hmm. and like that's not something that's super easy to do <laughs> so you. like the fact that she's able to to mm-hmm. come in and make an impact on the court without really having played any of the club stuff I think I would agree that I think it's a little especially at the level we're playing at it's not like you know we're 10 and 25 and like oh okay yeah oh you don't play club okay not a big deal like we're yeah. a pretty solid team and yeah. yeah you're doing a great job so Thanks. yeah and so sorry so you said you still are coaching junior high so I don't like, coach junior don't, high anymore. Big, yeah, big, I did coach okay. junior high back. Yeah. Okay. And then when my husband got the job and then we had kids yeah. and then that throws yeah. some things, That's, a wrench yeah. into some things. So we could a little bit. Yeah. We would both be gone. So, yeah. yeah. But was one of the nice things about that, you, were you at Parkside or Kingsley? I was at Parkside. Parkside. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, was your, were you able to like kind of implement your system? So then it was Definitely. a seamless transition when yeah. they came. Yeah. I always loved doing it. I, my background was in club volleyball and I loved doing that. I tried it at Illinois Elite for a little bit, but with the junior high season being in winter and I could coach there up north that's not how it is Mm -hmm. like everybody junior high and high school plays both in the fall Mm -hmm. so I was like if I have this opportunity to start down there and then you know teach the kids some basics and and then yeah that they could come here and then Mm -hmm. you know it was pretty um pretty nice and Kingsley they've got a great coach coach Heideman um has been helping us out this year Mm -hmm. um there are other basic basic feeder schools so Mm -hmm. um she always did a great job I think it can also help the great or the junior high kids know you maybe they're least are less likely mm-hmm. to go mm-hmm. to another school like a mm-hmm. u high or a central catholic you think that but sometimes it doesn't always yeah happen. i know i know it doesn't mean <laughs> i was a golf coach for a long time and that it didn't matter yeah they just yeah you high you high right but I, but i was also thinking like you know a lot of the schools around here at least like in the peoria area like washington metamore like a lot of them, they can implement the system. Right, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they're the only game in town when it yeah. comes to their high school. And as a football mm-hmm. coach, that's that's been a challenge with like freshmen is yeah. you know you got to teach them get them teach them out of some of those bad habits that they develop at mm-hmm. the lower level, and then you're also teaching them this new offense, which is completely foreign to them. Yeah. So um, yeah, I do feel okay. like though, and uh, <clears throat> volleyball is a little different. Like Alina Elite, for instance, they've mm-hmm. got great coaches. Mm-hmm. They've got coaches who definitely know what they're doing. But sometimes in the JFL programs, you mm-hmm. do, you don't know mm-hmm. what kind of coaching they're going to get. So volleyball is <clears throat> kind of the same too everywhere. It's not like basketball or football where you can run different things. Where volleyball, like even the Olympics, we're doing the same thing that they do in the Olympics. You play. Mm-hmm. There's like three different types of defenses you can play offenses it's all kind of the same so mm-hmm. you know there's no man-to-man there's no zone there's no does mm-hmm. that make sense so yeah. it makes it a little bit easier yeah there's too. only so many plays yeah yep. yeah that you can run so um one of the things that i wanted to ask and i've i was been thinking about this since last week volleyball is probably my favorite high school sport to watch yeah. uh, because you're indoors and when you've got a crowd that's electric it's fast paced mm-hmm. um, there it's finesse and power mm-hmm. which a lot of sports are basically one or the other mm-hmm. or they're outdoors so you don't have the same type of atmosphere um, talk about what a crowd means uh, Natalie why don't you start mm-hmm. what, uh, having a crowd 
pump you up and be there to support you. How does that make you play differently? Um, I think when there's a crowd there, you obviously want to play better because they're cheering you on. You want to like do good for them. But I think volleyball is just so momentum. You like can your team can be picked up by them, mm-hmm. and you don't always need like your coach to tell you like you need to pick yourselves up. Like they're just there; they're already doing it for you. So I think as a player, like I do better with a bigger crowd. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and how long has it been since? And I've I've said volleyball is one of my favorite sports mm-hmm. to watch. How long has it been since they switched from only scoring on a serve to mm-hmm. rally scoring? Probably like 2000, yeah. maybe like one or two, like yeah. when I was in high school. So mm-hmm. they like made that change. Yeah, because so. before the game could theoretically have gone like forever, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Yes. And then, yeah, so like the rally to, scoring. Yeah, I think that absolutely mm-hmm. made it a little more fun to watch for that yeah. reason, just having more scoring and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. It Definitely. got pretty intense, though, when you would have, like, yeah. five or six side-outs True. in a row. And True. No one's scoring a point, and it's 14-13, and yeah. I enjoyed that. Yeah, still. Well, do you have a preference? I think rally scoring. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it would be really tough. It just You'd have to change the way you think about it, because you'd like to work so hard for a point and then not get it. Yep. And, like, okay, we don't get a point, but we got the cert, you know, or whatever. Yep. So mm-hmm. you just would have to train differently than what we do now. So, And yep. I never really – I didn't really play with it much. Like, mm-hmm. again, I was maybe in junior high, and I don't really yeah, remember a ton of that. So. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, we have this segment uh, as part of our podcast called Mr. Burgess's Dumb Questions. Um, and I usually ask a couple dumb questions that I've just always wondered. <laughs> and that's the nice thing about me interviewing people, like, you know, throughout the school that I know a little – like, not not much about volleyball being one of them okay so my first one is what is the clipboard for that you always walk around with <laughs> that's so funny you're always um, writing down stuff on a clipboard yes, and i'm so, always curious as yeah, to so what it's is called, on it it's called point i don't want to give away all my secrets okay, what okay. if our opponents are listening no i'm just oh, I'm kidding sure they are yeah. well this, here, here's <laughs> the good secrets, news this won't yeah. air till Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. Good. Um, So the clipboard is for point tracking. So we like obviously keep score and subs. We also have an iPad that does like all of the stats, so we can see like what hitting percentage we're at. Mm -hmm. That shows just a little bit of like how well we're doing. Because volleyball is kind of weird. Where like you know, like again in basketball, I hate to keep comparing it there, but like and any really a lot of other sports, if you mess up, that like it doesn't give a point to the other team. Like so, if I if I miss my shot, the other team doesn't get any points. I just don't get it. Like, I just don't get any. So in volleyball, if we mess up, we give away points. So what I do is keep track of, like, if we earned a point or if we got a point um, and we earned it. So with, like, a kill, I put that in, like, one column. And then if, like, they mess up, like, they have a hitting error or a miss serve, then I put that for us in a different column. And then, like, if we give away a point so we miss our serve, I put that in their column, like, for ours. And then if they earn a point. So it's kind of just gets, like, a vibe for the game. So, like, specifically Thursday, we Mm -hmm. were – Champagne Central had only had one unforced error okay. out of their first 15 and out mm-hmm. of our 12 mm-hmm. was when I called my timeout was 12 15 we were down we had made like six or seven so just like we could easily clean up our side it's not like mm-hmm. they're beating us we're sort of just beating ourselves right now yeah. and then knowing that they're probably not gonna be able to maintain one unforced error for the rest of the set so it'll just keep going I think that's what I said and mm-hmm. then so that's what I do is just okay. after every point okay. just to kind of get a get a vibe and right. yeah mental right. part yeah all right, there's a mental view on her yeah. clipboard there. Yeah. Right, nice. Yeah. She actually broke it Ooh, at Inner yeah. City. That I was didn't know that before. We were going to yeah. get her that new one. Been my fo- that should have <laughs> so been my follow-up question is how broken. many have been broken. So yeah. it doesn't really happen very much, and it did break at Inner City, but 
we won all the so I have to keep using it. Did you step it, so. on it? Um, I think there was a play that we did something that I wasn't super a fan yeah, of. Right. And then I barely like I hit it kind of on the ground and it did step. I wasn't even like really that mad. <laughs> it was just was like, really funny. Shoot. Oh, yeah. I, would, I would think I would run through those things. Yeah. Like, yeah. No. Yeah, I no. I usually keep my cool. And it wasn't even. I you really do. didn't even. The intention. It wasn't like over a knee or anything. I think I just hit it on the ground. I was like shoot, and then whoop, mm-hmm. and then, like just like the corner popped off. Right. But it's usable still. Right. So yeah. Love it. So Natalie, are you a senior? I'm a junior. Junior, okay. Mm-hmm. So um, what are you going to miss most about this team? And then I think we need to wrap it up. Um, Probably just the environment. Everyone's so nice. And even last year, like, the whole varsity team was so welcoming. We have a lot of seniors this year, so a lot of new people, like, learning how to play with them and learning how, I mean, obviously how Mueller coaches. So I think I'm going to miss the relationships most on the team. And I think everyone just has the work ethic to do great. And so that's really like motivating for me to do great. So I, I'll really miss that. Well, we can do it again next year. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> Natalie's back next year. Yes. So. I love it. I love it. Um, my second, I had one more dumb question. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one was how important is like film? So from a football perspective, <clears throat> that's a huge part of the game is breaking down film, looking for tendencies, mm-hmm. you know, finding maybe some mismatches. Um, that you can take advantage of. Do you guys also watch a lot of film as yeah. for volleyball? So we do have like huddle where we keep mm-hmm. all of our film. I think a lot of it's a lot of it's really good for us to see ourselves because um, mm-hmm. sometimes you can feel a certain way about something and then look at, at like back at it and it's like okay, just because that felt maybe not so great. We actually were playing really well, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then why was that different? Um, and then for the we can watch the other team as well. So obviously for postseason, I've been watching a lot the past like are you, week are you required to share with each other like you're not you required to? to share so okay. i just have to like reach out and see what they'll give me okay. um and like it was a little bit frustrating rochester well springfield doesn't use it so i didn't get the regional championship match but um but i have a lot of other film on on rochester so i've mm-hmm. been watching that so, so you're looking um, for like tendencies mm-hmm. like so yeah like who, the how they serve is, do they do anything serving yeah like what rotations like kind of how are they set up do they have a six two will they have a front row setter how they serve anybody who to serve receive like when we're serving where are we wanting to serve the ball to like maybe their front row outside is there a weaker service receive passer um what they run out of service receive do they run anything crazy like crossing plays and then yep. offensively, like what's open for us, okay. and then like defensively for us, like what are their what are their tendencies? Are they like maybe they don't really hit line much? Okay, so that means we can kind of pull a player off that spot and then be able to go from there. So Could the players it. don't really know a ton of that. It's more for the coaches, mm-hmm. just because it doesn't. We just have to play our game too. Again, okay. we're, we're on different sides of the net. Yeah, there's so. a, there's a can be dangerous to give them too much information. Yeah, yeah. I felt that way as a golf coach that mm-hmm. if I. I could try to tell them whatever I want, but they mm-hmm. still have to hit the shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if they're thinking too much, mm-hmm. yep. then they can't hit the shot. Yeah. They yep. can't yeah. execute. Yeah. Yep. That's why I told the girls, I said, just relax and show up and play and, and let, trust us that we'll we'll take care of you. So there's certain things that I, like I just told her uh, before we started, I was talking to Natalie about just a couple things that I saw. I'm like, that's about all she'll have. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. like, at the end of the day, we got to go out there yeah. and play still. So, um, so yeah. Yeah. Okay, final question here. This is probably going to be the toughest one. For both of you. I don't know if you can handle it. Okay. What's your favorite Halloween candy? With you, it being Halloween, this is being recorded on Halloween. I know what you think I'm going to say. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we have an inside joke about candy, but I yeah, it's I a, don't think it's either of our favorites. So it's we'll a just long story. It. Mine's it's probably so Reese's. Peanut butter cups? Yeah. Me too. Solid choice. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely. Okay. We always buy them and then they never make it to Halloween. Okay. 
I'm like, oh, we need candy yeah. for the trick-or-treaters. Yeah, yeah they're not even going to be home. So <laughs> we bought this huge <laughs> bag it. of like True. 150 True. pieces. I so. love it. I yeah. love it. All right. Well, um, this is going to air on Thursday. Okay, so I am. I predicted the regional championship win. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna congratulate you on a sectional <laughs> championship here. We'll just Stop. we'll just cut this out if it doesn't happen. Yeah, we'll edit it out if it doesn't okay, happen. Yeah. But yeah. Um, either way, we wish you the best. Good, thanks. Yep. Yeah, I'm proud of what you guys have accomplished this year. And thanks. Uh, look forward to hopefully watching you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having us on. And, and I super sectionals it. will be on Monday, right? Friday. Friday. Mm-hmm. Okay. What? At Chatham. This Friday? Mm-hmm. Wow, so you, they don't mess around, so do you, they? You would uh-uh. play the sectional so championship. Monday, Wednesday, Wednesday, and then Friday. Friday. Okay. Yep. Okay. Boom, well, boom, boom. One, that's what I said. One day at a time. So yeah, don't mess absolutely. around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks for having Th- us. Thanks for coming on. It. Thanks for coming on. We now welcome on a very special guest. It is Mr. Budzinski, the band director of the state champion Normal Marching Band. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks so much for having us. And and then he's also joined by the two drum majors here. We have Braden Poole and Ava Eames. Yeah. So congratulations to you guys as well. Thank, Thank you. you. So anytime you can say state champion, that's pretty exciting. One thing Mr. Franz and I were trying to figure out, and I don't know if you got to the bottom of this of yet. Of course I didn't. We were trying to figure out how many actual state champions we have at Normal West. Not individual, but team. Like teams. Do you have any idea? No. No. I know this is the second time the marching band has been. Okay. But and then eSports, I know, won the state mm-hmm. championship. So last I believe year. this is the third. I think the band has two of them, and then eSports has won one. Yeah. So. That's awesome. You have a right around, if my math is correct, two thirds of the state championships. <laughs> That's good math. It sounds about right. right. Yeah. Um, so let's start off with this, Mr. Brzezinski, if you don't mind giving us a little background of yourself, how long you've been at West, how long you've been doing this. Sure. Um, this is year 17 for me at Normal West. I student taught here and then never left. Um, it is our first year with just one band director. Miss Preston retired at the end of last year, though we have to give a, a huge shout out to her for all of her work with the marching band. She stayed on in a capacity with that group quite a bit, um, does a lot of the design work and the teaching work. And then Mr. Carter over at Normal Community is the band director there that partners with us on this adventure that represents both Unit 5 high schools. Okay, very cool. And how long have you guys been a part of band? How long have you been well, I've been a band since fifth grade. Okay. Uh, drum major was something I received last year, so I had it last year and this year. Mm-hmm. And then Ava? Um, this is my third year in Normal West, so um, I'm a junior, but it was my first year being drum major, and I've also been in band since fifth grade, so okay. it's been a while. I'm a senior, so I've been here for four years. Is it pretty typical to have a senior and a junior drum major? How many drum majors are there? This year there are four, two from each of the two high schools. Okay. Um, you know. In a perfect world, we love to have a mix of juniors and seniors so that there's always someone to take the torch who has some experience under their belt, but that's not always the case. So we're fortunate that it worked out that way in our favor. But really, there have been times where the needs of the band have warranted more drum majors or fewer drum majors, and we kind of look at the strengths of the individuals and the needs of the group and, and come up with something that's really a good fit from a leadership standpoint for the group. So why are these two a good fit? These two are a good fit because of their their ability to serve others, um, both 
leading musically on the field, but also leading as human beings and being excellent examples of what we hope all of the marching band members are. They really, we talk a lot with the entire student leadership team, which is about 40 students, about what it's like to serve others in the group and to be responsible for everything from instruction um, to logistics to to growing as human beings. And, and these two are kind of the models of that. And we have, they have two counterparts over at Normal Community that, that fit that description as well now, that is a resume builder that is, absolutely. oh yeah it's on my resume yeah oh. absolutely yeah. should be yeah definitely so one of the questions i wanted to ask you was and, and how long ago was it that we switched from just having our own marching band here at normal west to combining community and west this is our fifth year in this model okay. um, and it's something that is has been really exciting for us mm -hmm. and the collaboration piece has been really neat it's something that you know the first year was a huge adjustment and then the second year we sort of started to figure it out and then the third year COVID hit and then the fourth year we had a couple well we've had a couple retirees along the way so one of these days we'll we'll get really close to knowing what we're doing but um but yeah it's been a really if awesome you don't know what you're doing and you get a state championship what's going to happen yeah when you do know what you're yeah, doing exactly. national championship <laughs> you know let's just aim our sights well, on being the best version of us okay. there you go i love it i love it so what was the biggest challenge when the, it all started aside from COVID, aside from you know obviously having more students to deal with what what else was what were some of the challenges i think one of the challenges has been a blessing too it's been an opportunity to really evaluate what our culture is as a group and and redefine what that looks like for us and both schools had excellent cultures and traditions of excellence prior to us putting this together um, but the the ability to kind of take a refresh and look at things through the lens of what things are, what, what's going on in the activity now, as opposed to we've always done it this way. When you throw the we've always done it this way playbook out, there's there's some freedom there. There's also some challenge. There's some some scariness. There's there's all of the things that go with that. So, um, but really, it's been an opportunity to kind of have the best of both worlds. The the band directors at the two different high schools have had different specialties as far as the instruments they play and things like that, and and even the students have had different strengths. So it's really allowed us to kind of reap the benefits of the best of everything going on in both places was communication like a difficult piece like if they're being taught one thing over there and then coming over here and was that like the communication piece difficult at all with it, with half of them being somewhere else i I'm think sure it was certainly here. a process yeah um i think we started the the thought behind that model started probably two years before it was implemented. So there was an awful lot of discussion about what it would look like before we hit the ground running. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there are some some communication things and really simply just the, the logistics of being in multiple facilities and having two and a half semi trucks worth of stuff everywhere. And every time you're somewhere else, it all has to go with you, that sort of thing. I mm -hmm. think there are some inherent challenges in not being based out of one building, but but I think it's been worth it, obviously. Oh yeah. The things that yeah. we've done over the last few years, so. How about for you two? Like, do you enjoy being able to uh, not just be part of the band, but also hang out with kids from normal community? Yeah, it's always a good time. It's always fun. There's definitely some challenges with it, especially being once the school year starts, those are some people that you won't really see much or very often anymore. But during the summer, it's a really good time to be able to see those people that you haven't seen for a while again out on a 
marching band, football field, doing having a good time. And I know that for the eighth graders becoming freshmen, it's also a good thing because mm-hmm. in some of those junior highs, they get split up into high school. Right. right. They don't get split up for band. Yeah, so but not for band. Cool. They get to see each other still during marching band. Absolutely. Yeah, for me, I think I would never have met most of the people from normal community at all. But the other two drummers from normal community are like some of our my best friends now. We've gotten so close and it feels so nice to have more people that you can rely on and spend time with and share the music with. It's really important. And it feels really nice to be able to um, learn from them, too, because they have so much to share. Mm-hmm. One thing I'm always amazed about is just, like, the cohesiveness you guys have. Having that many people together for, like, one common goal is, like, it still blows my yeah. mind. Anytime I listen to any marching band, really, can you talk about all the, like, practice that goes into it? Like, I know you guys are out in this parking lot a oh, crazy yeah. amount. Sometimes always yeah. cars to get, in yeah. the way. <laughs> cars in the way. <laughs> yeah, we like to move those cars sometimes. That's always a fun time. So can you talk about when you start and how often you practice and all those things to get to the point where especially it pays off and you become state champions? I would say that the leadership selection process for us is probably the first thing that takes place, and that starts right around right around spring break. We're looking at interviews and clinics to prepare student drum major candidates and things of that nature. Um, And then once that team of individuals has been selected and is ready to move forward, they begin training late in the spring semester. Um, Once the school year wraps up, the band begins training in the month of June. We do three or four pretty intense weeks then in a variety of configurations, um, small groups based on the instruments or color guard equipment and and responsibilities as performers. Um, We also have what we call a rookie camp where we bring in folks that are new to the group to kind of acclimate them and and develop a baseline of skills so that we can all move forward together. Um, And then that training continues throughout the month of June. And a lot of that is basic marching and music skills. And we'll start the music that is part of the competitive program then, but we really don't start producing the production on the field until band camp late in July. So then once we hit the ground running in July, it's two weeks of nine hour days um, going into the start of school. And then once school resumes, it's a couple nights a week and Saturdays and things of that nature. So do you guys have a practice, like a practice that you remember like from this year that was well, that was like one of the most difficult ones we had. Do you have a specific one that stands out? Well, I definitely remember in the June area of when we would split to where woodwinds would be in the first half of the day from like mm-hmm. 9 to noon, then brass would be about 5 to 9. So that's always fun because as a drum major, we have to be present for both, oh. meaning that yeah. we've got an in-between there. I uh-huh. think it was actually noon to 4 and then 5 to 9 uh-huh. because we've got that noon to 9, uh-huh. or which is really like an 11.30 to 9.30 because uh-huh. you got to set up and tear down. So we've got that very long day, which was about a week in June of Mm -hmm. intense. I was going to say the same thing. We only have like 45 minutes to eat between those, but it's so worth it because at the beginning of the day, you get to meet new people and help the rookies learn. And it feels so meaningful to be a part of their learning process. Mm -hmm. And then you also get to spend time with old friends that you have in 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 the vets of the band in the later part of the day. And so that feels really great because then you get to see them again and watch them grow as people and as, um, musicians and marchers that's cool cool. so this question is for you because you're a senior um what are you gonna miss about it are are you planning on doing college uh marching band in college or and what are you gonna miss about being part of the normal marching band 
Well, the normal marching band is great. I love all the people that happen around this. Friendships are so easy to make. It's pretty much a family that you get to know over mm-hmm. a course of like five months, which is really special, something you don't really see very often. And in college, I definitely think I want to do march band just because it'll keep that flow of music outside of school and all that stuff. But I do know that march band is very different in college than it is high school because there's no competitions or anything like that. Oh, really? It's mostly just football games and stuff, yeah. Okay. So what is the... They give scholarships out, right? But it's limited? Is that it, how it works? Or how do they decide that? Is that based on like recommendations or... You know, there's a lot that goes into that. A lot of the scholarships that happen at the university level for musicians can vary based on whether it's a talent scholarship for music majors or music minors. Um, sometimes there are opportunities to continue to play even if your field of study is outside of the realm of music. Um, part of that is is um, institution specific. So if you're going to a, a big school like the University of Illinois where actual marching band was born in this country, they have master's degree and doctoral programs and things like that so for a non-major to scholarship there would be pretty challenging but in other places where there are um, more diversity in the offerings and things like that and you have a lot of non-majors participating that's certainly possible I tell the students they've probably heard this a hundred times that my work study in college was basketball pep band and while my roommate was scraping trays in the dining hall I was getting paid to play saxophone at basketball games (laughs) and a free hot dog here and there and that sort of thing so I think it depends a lot on where you end up and and what opportunities are available at the different institutions Mm -hmm. but certainly we hope they all continue to play in some fashion okay cool Uh, one of the things I was curious about uh, before the interview started was how do you decide what your theme for the year is going to be like I'm sure you do that fairly early do you sit around a table like this and say all right listen let's figure this out do they have input Um, do do the the students students have it right yeah Yeah. so what's that like we'll say that the students have opinions yes Um, lots of opinions you know it's something part of the the process when we're competing takes the design into consideration as well as the student's execution of that design. So the design process is really built by a team of folks, um, band directors, some folks that we consult with outside of the group. Um, we have a really, we're fortunate to have a really talented group of people that sometimes are working with the students and sometimes are working behind the scenes. The person that does our visual writing is actually based out of Houston and things like that. So it starts much like this around a small table and some ideas are shared and then the ideas continue to be bolstered as more folks are brought into the conversation. And and even throughout the process of the season, the design isn't finished until we're done at the end of the year. Um, they can, they're nodding in agreement, though you can't see it. There have been a number of times where we'll go out to the first two shows, three shows, and, and there are parts of it that maybe what was intended and what's being reacted to don't quite match. So we'll do revisions and things of that nature to try and make the show the most effective version. Well, that's how you win be. a state championship. Oh, yeah. That's how you win right. a state championship. Yeah. You don't just so. say, well, this is what we're sticking with. And mm-hmm. yeah, there's some bad parts and some good parts, but we're just going to deal with that. You mm-hmm. make improvements. And just like any type of good sports team does as well, you make adjustments. That's exactly um, right. You know, and as far as the programming part, sometimes it's a piece of music that sticks with us that we're like, we really need to put this out on the field. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's a visual idea of we really need to 
share this effect with the world. And, and sometimes those choices, if there's a really, really strong concept that sticks with us, then you build the rest of it around that concept. Mm-hmm. And, and when does the initial meeting happen? As far as the students signing up? No, when you decide uh, what the theme will be for the like, does that happen in the spring? I you know, they already know next season's theme. Oh, you do? It's because we were hoping we would do that on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, we, we, Maybe not necessarily it. right here, but we would do a podcast on the selection of the post. I have a song request. State too, championship. We'll save that for <laughs> we could do that. You know, it's um, it's a pretty informal process getting started. I can say that we've kicked around two ideas that we keep coming back to more strongly than others. Um, now, whether that's what you'll see on the field next year or not, I can't say for sure. Um, yeah. we, we joke that we just wrapped up on Saturday. It's been <laughs> just a handful of days since we finished. We'd like to sleep a little bit first. That's fair. Um, so, that's but, allowed. That's yeah, fair. But, but the ideas are, are flowing already. And then just like producing any, any major work, there's a lot that hits the cutting room floor and is never seen by the world. So when we come up with what we feel like is the strongest version of a plan, then that's where we'll proceed. It's kind of been one of those new traditions that we started when we put this group together five years ago is that a trailer for the competitive show drops at midnight on New Year's Eve each year. So that keeps us kind of on task with knowing that we have to have the plan in place by then because good, bad, or ugly, a video is going out to the world then. So, gotcha. um, so this is kind of a two-part question. Uh, as one of the least musically talented people ever and someone who was never a member of marching band, I've always wondered this. How easily can you tell if somebody messes up? Like, And if they do mess up, do you have advice for them? Like if they make a mistake, like don't try to <laughs> overcompensate. You know, I suppose it depends on the person that makes the mistake. And it depends on what the mistake is. I Much like our coaches face throughout the course of a season. There's a lot of defining what skills look like through various drills and things Mm -hmm. of that nature. And I think as the group is learning those various exercises, drills, basics, whatever you'd like to call it, there are a team of, again, the student leaders can jump in if there is an opportunity to help somebody progress. Um, We have a, a wonderful group of staff and volunteers that work with the band that can kind of detect those things and that is true of marching skills it's also true of music skills you know Mm -hmm. they tend to come in as better players than they do as marchers because they've been doing that since fifth grade and the marching thing is brand new as a freshman in high school Um, so our hope is that we get to the point where if there are errors that they're not easily detectable um, and that recovery is pretty quick Okay. Yeah, mistakes are a huge part of the learning process, especially at the beginning of the season. So when we're learning our show, like learning our spots on the field, if you go too far, you know, oh, I'm not going to go that far next time. Mm -hmm. And it's part of how you learn to not make mistakes in the future. You have to make them initially in the first place so you don't repeat them. Yeah, and a lot of those mistakes with drill, which is the formations and stuff we do on the field, is a lot of self-checking because they are each given a almost drill book that gives them almost the coordinates of where they're supposed to be on the field. So when we run it a couple times, they can kind of look down at their feet and see, am I in the right spot or not? And then it's mostly just individual adjustments they can make on their own. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. Have you ever ran into anyone? Yes. Oh, we've seen lots of collisions. Okay. Have you? Uh, I have, yes. Okay. And you? Yeah, I tend to do that a lot when I'm not marching on the field. So when it goes onto the field, it's a little bit scarier. 
I think the other part of that is, and you asked parts that are challenging, I think one of the things that is sometimes challenging is building a culture where it's okay to identify mistakes and where Mm -hmm. coaching is positive and productive and not demeaning. And I don't say that in the sense that anybody who would be giving feedback would be demeaning. Um, That's generally taken care of through the leadership training process and everything. I think all of the feedback that's given comes from a place of being constructive. But sometimes when you're the person who's hearing constructive feedback, that's not always the easiest thing to receive. So Mm -hmm. I think that's part of it is building a culture where it's okay for whether it's staff or student leaders to to offer corrections Mm -hmm. and not feel badly that you've made a mistake kind of thing. There's a lot of athletes, let's say, really in in life in general, where people are are frozen with fear of making a mistake, Mm -hmm. and that's generally impossible to perform at your best when fear is in the back of your mind. Absolutely. So that is well said. Yep. So one of my last questions here, I'm going to put you two on the spot a little bit. Do you have a favorite quote of Mr. B? Oh, the Do I need to leave the room for this? <laughs> I don't think so. That's not the right quote. While they're looking it up, I actually have a, a song request for next year. All right. I'm okay. sure you're going to take this and run with it. Have you seen the show The Mandalorian? Yes. The theme song to The Mandalorian? Oh, my gosh. I always yes. thought that would be an amazing song for our marching band to play. It's interesting that you mentioned that one of the concert band classes, the the group that meets first hour, mm-hmm. is preparing that and will be performing really? it at it's their so concert awesome. a week from Thursday. Okay, there we so, go. So we can yeah. there we go. So That's now awesome. outside that might be a trickier thing. You know, anytime uh-huh. you venture into the world of Star Wars, copyright permissions to mm-hmm. rearrange for marching band are hard to come yes. by. Okay, so yeah, I actually, okay. Do you I'll need not, me to I'll, pull a few strings for you? Do you know John Williams? <laughs> no. Actually, I don't think that's a John Williams one, but no. yeah. <laughs> All right, what do we have? I can't find a good one. I've got uh, some of the other marching band people have like entire notes pages of like 16 pages oh, long. Oh, wow, just we quotes. need to get a hold of that. Oh, yeah, that's if what I was trying to get, okay. but I couldn't find it. Um, Do you have I, one? I don't have a specific quote, but I think Mr. B has a special way of wording everything mm-hmm. so that his criticism is even taken as a bit of a joke. <laughs> so if he criticizes you in a joking manner, you can feel better about the mistake you made mm-hmm. or better about whatever is going on. And I think that in general, just makes marching band and band in general just feel warmer. Good. Cool. Definitely. I think that both directors are pretty good at that, to where any criticisms or critiques are always taken positively as the learning process and how it's supposed to be a good thing. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on, and congratulations on all your success. Thank you. Thank Obviously, you. it's earned. We know how much you practice out there, and <laughs> anytime you're at a football game, or I'm given a chance to hear you guys are amazing. So, again, congratulations. Thank you, and thanks for having us. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Great job. Welcome back. We're now going to head to the last segment of the podcast. I'm joined here again by Sophie and Corinna. Um, they wanted to to start in light of Taylor Swift's new album coming out. They wanted to give their own little review. And they are professional reviewers. So they're yeah. going to give you their assessment of her new album. Mr. Franz and I will sit here and shake our head and pretend like we know what we're talking about. <laughs> we do not. 
I'm not I, even going to pretend. No. I barely uh, knew Burgess. she had a new album coming out. I so. did because it was everywhere. Corinna you know? made yes. me listen to it before today. Yeah. Before the, the that was segment not in our instructions. Podcast. You just said you wanted to talk about the yeah. album, so I'll talk about two seconds. <laughs> I have not listened to it. What's your opinion on Taylor Swift? Um, I like her. She's a good mm-hmm. artist. And Let's she's just got some really good songs and has had some solid albums, but I. I mean, it was what released at midnight on when? What day? On October twenty first. Okay, so oh, wow. I I wasn't staying up late. To, <laughs> yeah, no. To See, I listen didn't to the release until no. after the fact, because it was well technically our time. It came out eleven, so really it came out on the twentieth. Got it. But I didn't listen to it then. I listened to it like the day after. Yeah, I'd be lying if I said I didn't didn't like T Swift. I like some of her songs, her but earlier, I earlier like songs are good. Yeah, yeah but I haven't heard I like much her earlier. Uh, I mm-hmm. have not. I, again, I hardly knew she had a new album, so I, I can't give you much input. What were your guys' thoughts though on okay. for the listeners who have listened to it? Mid. What did you guys think? Okay, mid. Why are, why, are you why do you feel that mid. way? It's not. It's not that good. It's way overhyped. Her earlier albums are just so much better. Like they just bring back nostalgic memories it's a good point taylor swift was definitely a part of your your you know classes yeah um upbringing Mm -hmm. and and those developmental years that does make sense do you think maybe you say it's mid just because it is so overhyped because i'm kind of that type of person where if something's hyped so much i think it's going to like yeah Yeah. cancer or something like that in the end it is just music Yes. So maybe it'll grow on you. Yeah. You know? Like, it's a certain type of music. Like, I, I have to – it has to have a beat. It has to have, like, a certain like certain type of music, and her music just didn't really sit with me like that. Like, I know some people like her music and some people like the music that she produces, but I just – I don't know. I could not get into it as I was listening to it. It just mm-hmm. wasn't for me. Here's, um, here's what I always think about new albums, though, too, when they come out, is I listen to them initially a couple times, and I'm like, eh. And then some songs grow on you. The more you listen to yeah. it, the more you end up liking them. So still early. Yeah. I honestly, I mean, I kind of agree because, like, it wasn't bad. The music was good. But when everyone's like, oh, my gosh, blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, whoa, it just came out. Like, you're hyping it up before anyone has listened to it. It kind of gets a little tiring. But I will say that I do like the album. And that it definitely is on my top listened right now on Spotify. So when my okay. Spotify Wrapped comes out, it'll definitely be. Well, if in you there. like Taylor Swift's music, you should have it on your list. Like you should listen yeah. to it and see if those songs grow on you. Yeah. And if they don't, then you take it off the list. But you should at least give it a try more than just listening to it one time or listening yeah. to the first couple songs and be like eh, I tried mid. I really did try <laughs> I mean some of the songs are like I think are really good and the other ones I'm like eh it's okay oh. but I mean I also I'm not just a Taylor Swift fan like Taylor Swift is okay but I also like a combination of music okay. so that's I... also part of why I'm not like oh my gosh but I have a list of the album of my top five oh, songs from the album. Okay. I ranked. I ranked the top five from the, from the from the, the album. New, okay. Midnight is the new. I had right. some opinions too. So you okay. go first. All right. So you're on your own, kid. Oh yeah. Was number one. Okay. Number two was the the I don't know how to say it. it starts with L. 
Lab- Lavender. Labyr- no. No. La- do you know the one I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I do. It's called Labrador like Labyrinth. <laughs> no, lab- Labyrinth. Oh, yes. Labyrinth. Okay. Yeah, yeah, maybe. And then the third one was Sweet Nothing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth one was Bejeweled. Okay. And the fifth one was Maroon. Okay, I have. I don't. I didn't necessarily rank them, but I have two of my favorites. Are Antihero. That's oh, that's, just, that is a good one. That so is good. a good one. That's a good one. That's so not bad. Good. That's not bad. So you do one's, like this. That one's okay. You okay, have five like, favorites plus the sixth one. That you didn't so you even I think it's growing really on you as you yeah. talk about yeah. it. You no. don't even have to listen to it. It's no, better. I would not choose to listen to these songs in my free time. But if it happened to come on the radio, hypothetically, turn it off. I would. I wouldn't turn it off. Okay. I would listen to it. It's not that bad, you know. Okay. It's antihero is like relatable though. It's. it's it, that's know? why I liked it. Yeah. Liked well, it. see now I'm intrigued. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to <laughs> listen to antihero at least. And then I think it's called like bigger than the whole sky. Yes, that was. Oh, look at that. No, she's stop like, it. <laughs> you said it was. This mid. is gonna end it up being bad. her favorite. And album now you're like, of oh all my time. Gosh, yes. No, it was. It was mid. But these songs, they are saying, are they are, are okay. And if you relate them to like not like this one specifically, if you relate it to not heartbreak, if they're relatable, and it's you relate not that it bad. to something else, then it like makes it like more like good. You know, more good. good. <laughs> I agree. Gooder. Good. Okay. And that is Talking Taylor Swift by the Normal West Podcasts. Okay. Um, as much as I'd love to keep talking about Taylor Swift, uh, we are going to actually move on to, again, another idea by you guys, which I actually liked. And the more I did some research, the more and more I had trouble coming up with a team. So, like we've done in the past, if you've listened, we're going to do a snake draft. But this snake draft revolves around Disney and Pixar characters. Now we were we were instructed that this cannot be DreamWorks, right? This has to be if you go on Disney Plus, you it has yeah. to be characters from Why Disney is a scowl? Plus. Because I didn't Sophie's know we were including Pixar in this. Well, Disney is in, Pixar. Well, in Disney Pixar movies. Yeah. You're like, like what about like Toy Story? Yes. Yeah, that's included. Okay. So you might need to rethink yours. No, I got it. I already okay. Okay, Okay, good. Okay, so we're going we're going (laughs) youngest to oldest, okay? So we're gonna start with Corinna. She's the youngest in the room, then to Sophie, then to me, then to Mr. Franz. You'll get two picks. Sounds good. Okay, so my first pick is Olaf. And my reasoning for that is because I mean he likes warm hugs, and honestly, I love warm hugs. So like we're related. Olaf's a giver too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, like, I relate to Olaf. Like, I feel like we radiate the same energy. He's funny. Yeah. And, yeah, he's funny. Exactly. Yeah, I would agree. Olaf was on my board. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting a little nervous. Uh, I'm going to run out of characters mm-hmm. because we're picking four, right? Yep. Four. Yep. So. <laughs> okay. Olaf, off the board. Number one pick. All right. So, hey, hey. <gasps> oh, From my Moana. gosh. From Moana. From Moana. Wow. He is just, he says so much without saying nothing yeah, at all. He I feel just, that. Okay, that, there are a lot of choices out there. I did not expect that to be the second pick of the draft. You know what, guys? Solid choice, some um, people, I think. some people. I love Hey Hey. See, I love Hey Hey. So you okay, like the so pick. when when yeah. when as the second pick overall. Yeah. Of all the characters on Disney. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Hey Hey's funny without hey, even hey, having to hey, say I'm not, anything. I'm not going to argue because neither of you took one from my list. <laughs> now, something I want to I want to preface by saying is that um, if I had to do this draft seven eight years ago i would have probably struggled with this but nice thing about having kids is you know you, you yeah. get to start watching these movies again <laughs> and 
and so I've got, you know, a much bigger list than I would have had a few years ago. It would have mainly been like ones from when I was growing up. Um, and I, I am going to stick with one that I would have picked at any point, And it's the genie from Aladdin. Oh, <gasps> stop it right and now. Now there's two versions. There's Robin Williams and he was uh-huh. on the cartoon. And then there's Will Smith and he was on the remake. They both just played it. Both, both did an awesome so job. Yeah. Uh, but I'd go with Robin Williams one. Yeah. I, I watched Aladdin hundreds of times when I was a kid and it was mainly because of the genie always cracked me up always gave me a good laugh and so um, that's going to be my number one overall pick is the genie from Aladdin way to get sentimental yeah that was mm-hmm. a good pick good pick thank you good choice um, I'm just going to do my top two instead of worrying about like whether one of them's not going to be picked and I can have them later um, I'm going with Remy from Ratatouille Mm. Uh, Ratatouille is probably my favorite Disney <laughs> Pixar um, movie. I don't know what it is about it. I liked everything about that movie. Uh, and several characters from that movie. What I if, like rats were making well. your food? Um, it'd be fine as long as it was good. As long as it was good. Okay. Yeah, for those of you at home, I had a I had a grimace after you, you picked did, that yes, because that. because I had I had Remy on my big board. Uh, Got it. Anyone incredible cook chef. oh yeah incredible cook i mean the whole movie was good great movie um and my number two is vanellope von sweets <gasps> oh Stop. i love her um, she was on my list sorry sorry about that i apologize but I did, again wreck it ralph was just one of my favorite <gasps> uh movies with my kids like they loved that movie we watched it oh, 15 times um, and I felt like she was probably the best character in that movie. Did you so. like the second one? Um, it wasn't as good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I like the second one more than the first. It was entertaining, but I still like that first one. Mr. I just like the way coming it ended. Out hot. And, sorry, did I get one? I mean, of yours those too? were no, but that, those were two yeah. really good picks. Those were much better than your cereal and your um, Hollywood. I mean, oh. I, I agree. I agree. Oh, some but shade. There's a, here's the thing: That's there's right. so many good I'm ones. Used to it. Like so, my second one again. I'm going old school here. I'm going to go with Pumbaa from The Lion King. Aww. Mm. Did you have... Okay. Are you going to have anything left? All three of yours got <laughs> taken. I mean, Pumbaa. Do you have any more? Pumbaa, what, like... what, a, what a guy. What a guy. I mean, what just, a guy. He's just yeah. laid back. I mean, I wanted to choose something with... I could have chose Timon, too, but mm-hmm. I wanted one of those two with their saying Akuna Matata. Like, separate them. Just, like, you know, they know how to right. live life. And, yeah. And, you know, there's something about the bugs in those movies when they're eating them, like... They look Obviously, good. I would never eat bugs, but man, they look good. Yeah, yes. never say never. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, so my number two pick is Pumbaa off the board. Okay, what's your last one that you Sophie, chose back that to you, you left? Okay, um, Mushu from Mulan. Aww, the little dragon. Mm-hmm. He made the movie so funny. It was so enjoyable for me to watch when he was in it. It's just like I don't think that he he's in the live action one, is he? I. Oh no, he's, he's not. not. So I, I, they, that, they were raged like, about that. Like then, when I was watching the live action one, I just kept thinking like it's not the same yeah. because he's not in it. So he had to be. He had to be up mm-hmm. there. Disney and Pixar movies are famous for always having a character that's just hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and I think that's just so any audience can enjoy it. And yep. so. Yep. Mushu. Okay, my second choice is Moana, and that's because. Like, her character as a whole is just yeah, 
she's really brave. Yeah. And honestly, you yep. need that in the world. Mm-hmm. Like she's not afraid to go after mm-hmm. like what, she, what she wants and <clears throat> what she believes in to make the world a better place. Yeah. And also, I don't know. Yeah, I may goes, have already. She said goes this, up against this like fire monster, and yeah. she's not even scared. Man, like she faces fears that she's yeah. not even scared of because Big, huge crab. Yeah. Yeah. I'm afraid of crabs. Oh no! Especially <laughs> that one. The crabs are eating my mom. So. Yeah. Um, but I also like the music. Yeah. The songs I oh, know yeah. them by heart. <laughs> oh, so same. And then okay, the next one is Elsa. So I picked oh another gosh. one from Frozen. <laughs> We're going big time Frozen here. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay, I was obsessed That's with Frozen Elsa. when it came out. I rewatched hurt. it. You know they're so coming many out with times. a third one? Wait, didn't it come out like ten years ago? Yeah. That okay. Sounds about right. Yeah. Right. yeah. So I was like seven yeah. or six or whatever, yeah. and that was crazy. I've I had so much like Frozen stuff, like a blanket, stuffed animals, okay. and just also let it go. That song is. The yeah, jam. timeless. So that's why I picked El- Elsa. So we already know your number four pick's going to be Anna. Then, yeah. Then, so. <laughs> I don't know. No, no. I don't know. Okay. So it's back to me? Uh, so No, it's back to no, you. No, sorry. Back to Sophie. I, yeah, you, trying to skip me yep. and stuff. Mm-hmm. She I'm already excited doesn't about have my next left, pick. So. All right. My, my, is this my third pick, right? Mm-hmm. My third it's, pick is Doc Hudson from a, Lightning McQueen. That's a great choice. He yeah, is great. too is, good. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. He's just too good. Yep. That's my that's my answer. Okay. He's just too good. He's just too good. Okay. Just keeps it real. Yeah. Tells it like it is. Yep. Uh, old school. Yep. Yes. That's a great choice. Okay. Um, my turn now. Yes. Okay, now it I can is. go. Yes. Right. Now you can go. So, my next pick is from one of my favorite movies. Personally, is the movie Up. Oh. And so I'm gonna go with. There's a lot of choices, but I'm gonna go with Doug. Yeah. Um. Mr. Fredrickson was, you know, he was. You, you gonna interject here, Carter? I'm gonna say that pick's wrong because the best character from Up is Kevin, the bird. Yes, oh. facts. We love her yeah. so much. Yeah, I love facts. I but it, it depends on what you're out. I'm a dog. I'm a dog person, and poor Mr. Fredrickson. You know, he was lonely, lost his yeah. wife at the okay. beginning, that's and fair. then um, that's fair. He went there, and he's got this dog now that can talk, and the dog's just hilarious too. Yeah. There was actually Absolutely. a dog spinoff. On I Disney, I don't know if you ever it. saw it. Also hilarious. He li- he's living <laughs> at home with uh, Mr. Fredrickson, and you know, gets mm-hmm. lots of trouble. That movie that, was but, so sad, though. But yeah, I'm going with oh, Doug. I cry every good, time. Good choice. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, wow. Okay. <laughs> last um, two. Last two. Well, I'm gonna go with uh, my number three as Woody. Um, Toy Story just resonated with me. I think just from a lot of mm-hmm. on a lot of different levels. And the whole idea of you know, Toy Story 3 is when Andy went off to college. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'll admit that I, I shed a couple tears. Yeah. It was just kind of just one of those things of kind of mm-hmm. a coming of age story and nostalgia. And I'm very nostalgic. Um, so I'm going with Woody. And then and number Woody, four. You just can't go wrong with Woody either. I mean, no. she's yeah. just a solid pick. Yes. Overall. You've got a friend in Woody. Yeah. Yes. Yep. <laughs> absolutely. Um, and my number four would be Tomater. From cars. Mm. Sorry oh, about that. No. <laughs> um, I mean, again, one of those just funny characters that Disney and Pixar likes to throw in there. Uh, but cars, again, is a nostalgic for me because we used to go on two to three week vacations when I was young, and we would obviously take the car. I mean, planes, I've, I had five siblings, so seven people trying to get airfare for that. So it just, 
reminded me of growing up. And we actually, when I grew up, the interstate system was just kind of starting. And so that whole storyline behind uh, them bypassing the small towns for the interstates really resonated with me. And so my favorite character from that movie would be Tomater. So that's a, that Doc. is a solid draft by you, Mr. France. Doc Hudson. I mean, I like Doc Hudson too. <laughs> I okay, so don't disagree with that. So sorry about that. You took yeah, so okay. You took two of mine, but so for my last pick, this is actually a business movie, and so I'm gonna go with James Sullivan from Monsters Inc. Oh. And the reason I'm gonna go with him is because. He, you know, he works for this mean dude, and he's willing to risk it all to just save this little girl. At the end, he's just—he's just a great guy. And even in Monsters Universe or University, he's—he's he's good in that mm. one too. But mm. huh? Monsters Inc. was definitely yeah. better than Monsters yeah, oh, yeah. University. Yeah. But still, another just a solid character yeah. overall. Yep, no doubt. All right, last my pick. last pick is from Ariel. And Little Mermaid. Oh yeah, The Little Mermaid. <laughs> Same. Yeah. yeah. I call it Ariel because you know. Yeah. Um, I would. Oh, this is hard. Are you going with Sebastian? I don't know. Or Flounder. I don't know. Well, or, you're gonna have to. But that's part of this draft <laughs> is where you actually have to choose. Yeah. You you can't just. Oh, they're both so good. Be wishy washy. Um. Do you want to flip a coin or? Scuttle. Scuttle, gonna you're going to have to tell me. Yeah. Okay, fine. Gonna, no, repick. Let's no. do Sebastian. Okay. That's the bird. You're not helping. Oh! Okay, got You're it. not helping your cause here, though. Yeah? Okay. But yeah, big thumbs up from Carter. Yeah. Sebastian, also, one of the, the one of the best songs. Yeah, Sebastian Under does. Under the sea. Oh, yeah. Got it. Scuttle. Oh, okay. He he okay. tries to help yep. Ariel when she comes out of the yeah when she comes out of the water and she's like what's this and he's like it's a dingo hopper and then he like you know he makes yeah. up names for these things mm-hmm. that belong on land and she has no idea if he's telling the truth or not but she just believes him and he's so funny okay. <laughs> it's so funny yep. all right okay I had two other choices and I decided to go away from those choices and to choose a totally different one <laughs> so. My final pick is from Inside Out. Mm. And compared to the other characters I chose, it's oh, going to seem no. really wrong. But I chose Sadness. Sadness is great. Because Sadness is She's, just like, she oh, mopes absolutely. around. And then it's like, what she says is funny because yeah. like it brings you yeah. joy. Because she's, she's just like, oh, well, I, I guess blah, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. blah. I almost picked her. Joy's good, too. Yeah. That. But Sadness, great Like pick. Especially when Joy has to, like, I think it's Joy, but Joy drags her around when they're yeah. in, like, the memory tunnel. Yeah. It's just like she's on the floor moping. It's What a great movie. I'll be too. honest. When that movie came out and I saw the reviews and my kids wanted to watch it because they were all kind of that age, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to like this movie. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. this isn't this isn't going to be for me. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so well done. Yeah. Um, there's a that, second like one the Aladdin, too. the live action Aladdin. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that was going to be good, and it turned out to be amazing. Yeah, that's the great thing about a lot of these movies too is they do a good job <laughs> of incorporating a theme where, yes, kids love it, you know, yeah. based on the characters, but they may not totally understand the whole the message, the whole message. Right. And yep. that's where. But they also adults. allow it to be seen and enjoyed by kids and adults mm-hmm. alike, yes. like by throwing yeah. those funny characters in there. Yeah. Sometimes things are maybe like some humor that's maybe a little more adult humor mm-hmm. that the kids don't get at all. Yeah. And so yeah. I, we could certainly do another podcast game 
for just movies. movies. Yeah. Songs. It would be from, easy. Yeah. Songs. Yeah. yeah. So let's let's end with this. What were what what did we miss? So I'm gonna talk about a few that I was mm-hmm. debating going through. I don't know how no one picked Simba. That was kind of surprising that nobody picked about Simba. It, I was like, no. Yeah, Mufasa. Yeah, that's a good one. Not um, Scar. Good thing no one. No, Scar. definitely not Scar. We could do a whole one on villains too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. Too. Yeah. But, but here is one of my favorites was Forky. I almost took Forky <gasps> oh, from Toy Story Four. He yeah. cracked me up when I watched it. And we actually made my daughter and I made our own Forky after that came. Oh, so that's cool. Yeah. That's cute that's though. Cool. I only had one that I didn't. Uh, Olaf was already taken, um, but from probably my favorite animated movie all time, Ratatouille, Anton Ego. Yeah. Um, I just liked mm-hmm. how he acted yeah. and then his change of heart and the change of perspective yeah. uh, after realizing that he was kind of coming from that same place mm-hmm. of um, not mediocrity, but yeah. humbleness. And, yeah. yeah. I had. Um, I had Kronk from The Emperor's New Groove. I don't know if you I guys have seen know. that. Yeah, it was, I, I didn't think you guys have. So if I was scoring this, Kronk gets like 80 points. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I love Kronk. I love Kronk. He, I Glad just you're not scoring it because I would lose but, um, 80 points. I also, Maui. Mm, oh, very. Great, that'd be a great pick. Yep. And yeah. I don't know. I didn't know if you guys knew, knew Sisu from Oh, from, yeah. Yeah, from yeah. Oh, I yeah. that yep. she's so good. Yep. I wanted to pick her, but I Dang, just, yeah. The, we we were so going. We started out characters. old school, so I just yeah. I just yeah. I no, you're it. good. See, I love Zootopia too. I could have taken a couple. Oh Zootopia, yeah, I've cried in that movie. I don't even movie. know why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a lot. There's so many. Okay, my t- my two until I switched to sadness were R- Ralph from Wreck It Ralph, mm-hmm. Great and then choice. Merida from Brave. Oh okay. yeah. Yeah. So I, cause I used to watch Brave like all the time. Like my cousin and I, we dressed up as like the Bear Twins, and so we had like hats. I probably still have it somewhere, but I have no idea where. But yeah, all these movies, yeah, are so like. Yeah, I even thought about. Watch I even now. thought about yeah, a few exactly. live action characters, but I didn't know if those were on the board, like Mighty Ducks characters and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, again, <laughs> no. we could do a whole other draft on that. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. a lot of drafts that all right. we could yep. do. Well, yeah. that was, was fun. Enjoyable. That was yeah, fun. That was it fun. Was. Thank you all I'm for listening. And that's it for this week's episode of Podcasts. I can't eat this beat up dog. Thank you for joining us for episode six of the Podcasts podcast. We would like to say thank you to our special guests, Coach Mueller and Natalie Nenny from our volleyball team, and Mr. Bidzinski, along with drum majors Braden Poole and Ava Eames from the Normal Marching Band. Thanks to our co-hosts, Corinna Thomas and Sophie Benitez, and to Mr. Peepenbrink and Ian Jerick for helping us with our interviews. As always, huge shout out to our producer, Carter Brown, for making us sound better than we actually do to our assistant producer, Eden Husarek, and to TJ Kelly, who produces our transition music. We hope you join us for next week's podcast, which will include co-hosts Sydney Sennett and Ashlyn Hicks, and our special guests, Officer Cowley, and Coach Root and Marty Howard from our girls' swimming and diving team. Thanks for joining us, and until next week, enjoy some music by our very own TJ Kelly.
Follow us on socials.